You got it tuned to listener-powered KEXP 90.3 FM Seattle and KEXP.org. I am DJ El Toro, and I am giddy as a little schoolgirl with excitement (laughs) because we are joined by one of my favorite bands right now. They made one of my favorite records of last year. Please welcome Power Bottom! I was going to say, grab your headphones. <laughs> Can we hear another one? They're basically just an If you're really nice. It's true. I want to hear a bunch, so I'm going to be very nice. Okay. Well, it's okay. I mean, I think that being nice is exhausting. I, what I like to do is to be boldly pleasant and aggressively, like, live. What's the word I'm looking for? You're pure evil. Okay. For example, <laughs> we were on the plane, and I, I had a premonition that, Within 15 minutes of takeoff, we would have no friends left on that plane. Oh, what did I do? Well, actually, you were, we were pretty nice to everyone except for that one flight attendant. Oh, I got ben, wait, I got too many snacks. Ben blackmailed a flight attendant into giving us more snacks. I walked up to her and I was like, can I have these for me and my friends? And I just ate all of the, a bunch of popcorn chips myself. 
Anyway. You're a monster. I'm not a monster. I just like to live my life like every day is Sharon Stone's birthday. track from one of my favorite records of last year, Ugly Cherries. I am so glad that you are able to join us today. Oh my god, we're so happy to I'm I'm a obsessed We are also KXP happy. Oh. Um, well, I when when Liv came and and met us last year, it was really a treat cuz I didn't know your music and and one of our volunteers told me about the band. I was like, "Oh my goodness, well, tell me more." And then I watched a video and I was just instantly smitten. But Liv, you first came out here to participate in queer rock camp. Why is that an important thing? Why do you uh, <laughs> why do you like participating in that? He asked amidst the gymnastics. It's I believe true. the children are future. Mm-hmm. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Mm. Show them how to play guitar and make up songs. Is there um, anything else in that song you want to sing? Oh, Wicked Witch of the Weast? I don't think so. I think, I think that's... Uh, no, Queer Rock Camp was a really incredible experience um, because it felt really good to... I mean, I've... What am I trying to say? Words. I've been very privileged to be able to learn about music and also just about making things at school, and it was really a treat to be able to, I don't know, um, pass that on, mm-hmm. teach people stuff. And also, I learned so much there from campers, from fellow counselors, um, from everyone. And, and I got to meet you. As a, as a plus, you got to come meet all of us at KEXP. <laughs> well, when, when you and Ben started the band, I mean, one of the, the sort of 
impetus behind the band was this shared interest in drag culture and performance art and wanting to inject that into DIY culture. And I think it's interesting that you were involved with Queer Rock Camp because 20 years ago, there weren't really these avenues for young queer kids to discover these points of intersection. And now because of things like Queer Rock Camp and your band, they they exist. Yeah, and we're very privileged to be living today as opposed to be living 20 years ago in the sense that, you know, it wasn't actually very hard for us to start a queer rock band because... Yeah, I think... Well, I, well, I think also, like, one thing that was that was kind of a um, surprise to me when I came out here and did Queer Rock Camp was, like, we when we talked about kind of DIY culture and inserting mm-hmm. queerness and drag into that culture when we started, we were talking about the very specific, like, time and place that we were in, in college Which and in New York. And I, I came out to Seattle, and I, I met and saw, like, 10 incredible queer bands in oh, two weeks here. Um, so it's really cool to, I don't know, it feels like coming home to come to Seattle because there's so many bands that I think are sympathetic to what we're doing. Well, and you're touring a lot, so you can go out and spread the gospel. Yeah. But it was fun. I was looking at your tour itinerary from the fall, and you're on a West Coast tour now, and you've got another big tour coming up in the spring. Mm-hmm. What are some of the opportunities and challenges as a queer punk band touring middle America these days? You played Bloomington, Indiana. That was great. I was a queer punk in Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> it was not the easiest place to be a queer punk. Well, um, you know, I, I understand that, but... I, the challenge is, I guess, I mean, it doesn't really feel like... The things that I've found is that the people who I thought were going to be the most hostile to us is that are the people who actually end up being the biggest, like, friends and supporters of the project. Wow. Because they're, they're people who, if you're, like, if you approach someone with fear and hostility inherently, like, they actually, they will respond with it. And, like, one thing that I've learned on tour is that I just, you know, people are just curious in a lot of ways, too. And, and if... I don't know, like, I feel like we did, okay, for example, we did a photo shoot on the BQE, like the highway mm-hmm. in Brooklyn uh, to by the McDonald's and, and, and like in the middle of the day and like I looked like this and I was like, oh, well, this is where I will die. But in reality, it, it was just people, people were coming up to us all the time and I was like, this is when I'm going to, you know, get harassed. But in fact, people are just like, what are you doing and why are you doing it? And if you explain it to them in a friendly way, people actually, in fact, are much more interested than they are crazy, I think. Yeah, and you just you have to be a hundred and ten percent committed to it as long as mm-hmm. you you are living it. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think the only times when we're kind of going all across America, the only times that we've ever felt truly um, like we I don't know failed or something is times when we kind of like went on stage and like did like seventy five percent. Right. It. There was that. There was one, one time terrible was, terrible show. We won't even say where it was, but you know. A mistake we made when we started touring was assuming wrongly that people weren't going to be into it. Uh, yeah, in this way, because we were a queer project, mm-hmm. we assumed like we were in a specific place. And we were like, whatever, like they're not even going to care. Mm-mm. And in reality, it, this was like a long time ago. And and you know, it's like Bloomington, Indiana needs a band like you know, like Told Slant or or like Adult Mom or like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, like Arthur Russell or all these great queer musicians. You know, uh, Birmingham, Alabama needs those places. So for us to give up there is actually, it doesn't, like, New York has a million power bottoms who are just as into it as we are. And so to go to a place like Bloomington is actually a real big privilege for us and stuff. Well, you're doing the Lord's work. And by the Lord, I By Lord, you mean Lord and Taylor. Yeah, exactly. I I don't mean a white-bearded sky god. But enough about politics and religion. Let's hear some more music. I thought you were going to say enough about Paula Deen. (laughs) 
Well, this song's actually about Paula Deen. It is about Paula Deen. Aww. Love her. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I want a boy to keep the bed warm while I shower. I want a boy to keep the bed warm while we're watching TV. I want a boy to keep the bed warm when the whole house is freezing. I want a boy who isn't anything like me. I want a boy who doesn't like to go out shopping. I want a boy who thinks it's sexy when my lipstick bleeds. I want a boy who can go all night without stopping. I want a boy who knows exactly what he KEXP. I was going to say, we have to do another changing of the guard here. And I, of course, have a pressing, pressing question for Liv. So you did a very brave thing in that song. Uh, but I have, I have another friend who did something similar. My buddy Owen uh, gives out his phone number in a song number on one of his records. Um, have you gotten a lot of emails? Yes. And actually, that email address was supposed to expire in 2016, <laughs> but I sent the IT, the IT department of my old school a, an email where I Impassioned was like... Impassioned email. I, um, I, I'm not going to say what I said in the email because that um, would probably get me in some legal trouble, but <laughs> I convinced them to let me keep my email address. And yeah, it's um, a lot of people just send me like, hey, just checking if this is real. Um, and then there'll be like a selfie that they took and I'm like, Hey, what's up? Yeah, um, let's call. Let's call. It I, I didn't really, I didn't really. I kind of forgot about this for a while, but I think um, putting it in there was inspired by "Baby Got Back" by Sir Mix a Lot. As he has, often, the great works of the twentieth yeah, century are. He has um, one nine hundred Mix a Lot, mm-hmm. and ob eight four one nine at bard.edu is kind of my one nine hundred Mix a Lot. Can you call one nine hundred Mix a Lot? Oh yes, yeah. somebody can, else. Somebody else has it now. Ruth Bader and then you Ginsburg can kick them up. nasty thoughts. Um, no, I remember one of my friends telling me that he called it, and it was like a hotline or something. No. There, there, was a, there was an article about it in the paper recently about the gentleman who has that phone number. Mm, well, But I'm more interested in you. Can we hear another song? I'm more interested in me, too. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I fascinate me. I don't fascinate me. I just, I'm like a slim, fast bar for my soul. All right, this is a song. 
1994 by Power Bottom here on KEXP. Ben, Liv, Nicholas, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. I hope, I hope this is a good tax break for the radio station. <laughs> yes, we know, you, we know you could use it as a nonprofit. That's great. Oh, it's a precarious existence, that of a nonprofit. <laughs> it's a great name for our record, too, the precarious the precari- Well, I was going to say, you, you're on this West Coast tour now, and then you've got this big tour in the spring with yeah. Ra Ra Riot. And Sun Club and, and the kids. What else can we be looking forward to in the future from Power Bottom? Um, we lawsuits. Are, lawsuits. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're going to be merchandising a lot of different kinds of like snacks. Like, I've actually mm. Ben and I are going to be suing each other. Actually, <gasps> yeah, we're going to be wearing a lot of veils in the future. Um, we're going to be trying out a lot of new bass players. We it's we true. found this one on we found this one on Sky Mall on, on the Sky way Mall. over. We ordered it on Sky Mall. It's true. It came with a Lord of the Rings signature series dagger. Ooh, yeah. It's no, this is this I'll, is Nicholas, I'll, and they play bass for us sometimes great. when they're we're lucky enough to Fern have Mayo them. from New York, who are oh, the cool. best band ever. Um, we're going to be touring a lot. We're going to probably be working on some art projects. I come from a theater background and Liv comes from a dance background, so we'll probably be making some performance work in the near future. And We're, we're going to make another album eventually, but we're taking... We're, we're not going to tell you anything about when it's going to happen because yeah. we don't know yet. We're going <laughs> to drop it on Laserdisc. <laughs> it's true. Quality, not quantity. I will just wait. Exactly. Just, just one. Just I will one wait patiently. You've been listening to Power Bottom on 90.3 FM and KEXP.org.